I'm your host, Fraser Bailey, and welcome to the VegUp Podcast, where we talk mindset, psychology, plant-based nutrition, lifestyle, and big dreams. So if you want to get your head in the game, level up, and become the best version of you, listen in. Let's go. How to make it, how to survive when the world around you is crumbling. Guys, this morning I wanted to talk more about a mindset subject rather than a vegan nutrition or training concept because as you know and as I always say, your mindset is going to steer the ship. So if your head is not in the game, then all the dietary strategies in the world, all the workout tips, all the stuff we can talk about from a technical perspective, none of that matters if your mind is not in the game. I recently had one of my students say to me, I'd love you to do an episode on how to make it through when your world, as you know it, is crumbling around you. And this is a topic that I think we can all relate to because in many ways at different points in our life, we've all come to these places where there's just been this fork in the road where we've had to make a decision about who we want to become, the type of actions we are going to take regarding a situation that we're faced with. Sometimes maybe the actions that we took provided a good outcome and then other times not so good we, we learn some hard lessons and sometimes the lessons can be really really brutal as many of you guys know and if you go back and listen to season one i talk in depth about my own mental health journey from bipolar disorder severe social anxiety adhd being heavily medicated on lithium carbonate clonazepam diazepam ritalin for years and years and years so i know all about you know a crumbling world and what it takes to get yourself out of that hole so you know in terms of thinking of a scenario where your world might be crumbling around you it could be the death of a loved one or the death of a pet which is also a loved one or the loss of something that you felt was permanent right? So maybe there was a relationship that ended or you had a job that ended or a friendship that ended or the death of someone that you care about. And your world has shifted a lot. And you're in this moment where you're really wondering, how do I even stay afloat right now? How do I how do I focus on eating all the kale and doing all the yoga and doing all these self-care things when it just doesn't seem that important right now? It just doesn't seem relevant in the grand scheme of things. And that is a mindset that we can shift. And the first way that I do this is stepping back and recognizing that life is a series of chapters And what I mean by this is very often when we have someone in our life or we have a connection or we're doing a certain thing and there's loss around that or it changes or we don't hit a target that we wanted or whatever, I recognize that it was just a chapter in my life and that thing, that target, that goal, that person, that connection, it doesn't have to be a common theme 
or hold the star role throughout the course of my life, throughout the, the book of my life. Maybe it was to hold a star role for a chapter. Maybe it was to hold uh, a key role for a couple of chapters. And at a certain point, that character is written out of the book. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't mean that there has to be animosity or anger or resentment. It just means that at a certain point, the fork in the road took me down a different path. And so I let go of that expectation that everything has to be as I think it should be. Like the world as you know it is crumbling around you. The world as you know it, that is an expectation that you think the world should be a certain way when in actuality, we really don't have control of a lot of things. We have a control over how we react to all of those things. So I've found that, you know, when uh, a friendship might have ended or a connection that I had has passed, I look back and I'm like, you know, that was a good chapter in my life. I'm thankful for that experience or that person. They provided me with a lot of lessons on, you know, who I am, how I can improve. And I don't have animosity towards them because now I can move on and write new chapters of my life. So that's the first thing is letting go of expectations about how you think things should be and recognizing that there doesn't have to be this lifelong theme in your life of that thing for it to hold value and you to appreciate where it was at a certain point in time. The next part is really like reframing. And I talk about this throughout all my podcasts in terms of if you're faced with a challenge, a lot of people, they'll default to just seeing the negative straight away and it will paralyze them into inaction and they think they can't change anything or they won't change anything because they're just so fixated on the wallowing and self-pity and the struggle. My challenge to you is that it's okay to go there but catch yourself and then reframe how you see the whole challenge. So if you're being tested right now in your job or like, you know, you've got some big life decisions happening and you're like, oh my God, this is just, my whole world is changing. Like what is going on here? This is not like what I signed up for. My challenge to you would be to reframe the entire experience and say, right, this is like shining light on areas of my life that I can improve further. That when everything seems perfect, typically it's because you're just sitting in your comfort zone. And when you're sitting in your comfort zone, nothing really changes. Like growth doesn't happen there. And so when you're feeling uncomfortable, when it's illuminating these big changes that you have to make, it's giving you tests. <laughs> Life is giving you classes. It's kind of like this concept of until you learn the lesson, life will continue to give you the class. How often do you see the same themes repeating themselves in your life? Maybe, just maybe, it's because you're not learning the lesson from that class and you have to keep resetting the class over and over again. So this is an important part about recognizing what part of this experience that you're having is self-inflicting. Now, what I mean by this is that we're not always going to be in a position where we can control variables and control things that happen in our life, like the loss of uh, you know someone we love or the loss of a job or all of a sudden our routine changes dramatically. Maybe we have to go to a different country in a rush to see family and you know, our normal schedules all up in the air and everything's different. Or, you know, even with COVID lockdowns in 2020, everything was different. It's all up in the air, like job uncertainty, uncertainty with everything, right? But what part of your pain is self-inflicted in the sense that a couple of things? One, 
are you ruminating and focusing on just the negative things without looking for that reframing, that silver lining, and thus you're just kind of wallowing in that self-pity, self-inflicted? Or are you reaching and defaulting to old patterns of eating comfort foods or binge watching Netflix or doing something, drinking alcohol or whatever it is, doing something that brings you short-term comfort at a long-term detriment and you're essentially de-optimizing the chemistry in your body when you do these things so you feel more lethargic, you feel more tired, you feel more irritable than even before. And so this is a huge one for me, a huge one. And I've had to learn this lesson a lot of times where when I'm under immense pressure and stress and there's a lot of things happening negatively in my life, I used to default to like to, to eating junk, vegan junk foods and just being, you know, skipping workouts. They're just doing things that just, you know, the average person just not good, right? It's just like, you know, to get your mind off the, the, the tension. Until I started to recognize that I do these things and I get bloated and I feel miserable because my digestion was all messed up and because I was lethargic and not moving as much, I'd feel even more tired and and, and lethargic. It's like a self-perpetuating cycle. And then I know that that's causing inflammation in my body, which is inflaming my brain and de-optimizing my brain chemistry. And when that de-optimizes, your mental health starts to take a tumble and everything kind of unravels, right? So I remind myself of that. And, I, and when I'm put in these positions, that's actually when I double down on my self-care stuff where I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I need to make sure my diet's really good right now. And I need to make sure I'm doing a workout, even if it's just 10 minutes and I don't get any, really feel like I get anything from it. Keeping those routines intact is fundamental, fundamental. I'll be the first to tell you, you know, like traveling from America to come to New Zealand here at the time of the recording of this podcast in February 2021, it was a huge transition. There was so much stuff we had to go through, prepare for, navigate, emergency visas we had to get. It was like a whole hot mess. But even when we got here and we were in the managed isolation for two weeks where we couldn't see our family and we couldn't really do much of anything, I took my tension bands. I still worked out every day. I ordered stuff from the supermarket because I wanted to make sure that my routines were intact because I recognized that as soon as they start to go out the window, your ability to think clearly and make calculated, rational, sharp decisions goes down. And that is not how we want to be. And sometimes you're going to have to learn that the hard way. You're going to have to take that lesson over and over and over again. You're going to have to take that class over and over and over again until you finally learn the lesson. And I feel like I've got to a point personally where I've grasped that lesson. But it takes time sometimes. But you have to future pace how you want to feel and ask yourself in that moment, do I want to feel crappy after this even more? Do I want to put jet fuel on that fire even more and if not i need to course correct right now and that comes down to also asking for help you know reaching out and saying to someone that you value a person's opinion you value and say hey like i'm really i'm being challenged right now you know there's a lot of things going on in my life that's just like frustrating me it's up in the air it's uncertain i'm really being tested and sometimes just having someone to express that to can be helpful you can even say to them, look, I'm not necessarily asking for your you know, advice. 
I fundamentally maybe know what to do. Maybe you know what to do already. A lot of the times you do, but maybe you don't. And in that instance, you might go to someone that you consider a mentor and ask for help. Other times you might say, hey, I just need to like get this out of my head and maybe in turn I will help. It will help me process it by me getting it out of my head. So your ability to ask for help. The biggest challenge that people face is when they're put under pressures like this, they go into the little rabbit hole and they isolate and they don't talk to anyone and the habits just get worse and they spiral down. Before they know it, when they finally come up for air and ask for help, they're so far behind where they were, they just spend a whole year playing catch up. And why would you want to do that to yourself? Step aside, step outside your ego, step outside the shame, move the shame aside. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Don't be embarrassed. We all ask for help. Reach out and ask for help from someone who is ahead of you in the areas of life that you want to achieve those results. And that's the first thing. And that ties into surrounding yourself with better energy. I have found that. When you are able to surround yourself with people with good vibes, good energy, either physically or online, your ability to navigate all of these things I mentioned above improves. It improves because you've learned so many skills. You've got a lot of strategies you can deploy to navigate these challenges. I will say, though, being around people physically that are above you, that are ahead of you, that have the results that you want physically is the fundamental thing. That's going to generate the best energy, but sometimes you're not in that position. Maybe you live in a certain area where you don't know anyone like that, or you know, if you're in a lockdown for whatever, who knows what's going to happen in 2021, um, you're not in an ability to necessarily do that as much, then you need to make those deeper connections online. And sometimes that comes down to mentorship. A lot of the mentorship that I do at the high level is around psychology, habit formation, mindset, alongside plant-based nutrition and training. Because if we don't address those other things I mentioned first, like I had addressed coming from the places I have, all the other stuff's not going to stick. It's not going to work. So sometimes it's about getting that mentorship. It's about getting that coaching. And if that's the case, reach out to me and let's do that. Otherwise, surround yourself with people and environments with good energy. Why do you think we got an RV and we were traveling in the RV a whole lot? Because of the good energy that nature provides you, getting out into the forests and the mountains and the rivers, there is something about that energy for us personally that helps us navigate challenges. So one, your environment, what does it look like? Are you getting outside? Are you getting out in nature? Are you getting around people and environments that inspire you? If not, you need to start doing that more often because that will add like rocket fuel to your resolve. It will add rocket fuel to your ability to come up with better outcomes and better solutions for your challenges. I telling you that now, more than everything else I've mentioned, that energy that people can provide you is fundamental. Other things that can help is when you're faced with challenges, big challenges, things that are really like life altering, create a little bit of time between, between stimulus and response if you can. The coveted author Stephen Covey, he wrote a book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in that book, he talked about creating a gap, a time between stimulus, the thing, the event, and response the way you react to that stimulus, that event. Now, obviously, there's going to be situations that you have milliseconds to react to and there's a time constraint and you can't take more time to react. But most things in life, there is a little bit of time to react. And so for that reason, your ability to create mastery over yourself and to step back from having a knee-jerk reaction 
and to create a gap, a space between that event and the way you respond can be everything. I can't tell you enough how I've received maybe emails at times or messages. And in that moment, my knee-jerk response would have been to combat that message with the same level of intensity of anger or hostility. And I would step back. I would step back from the situation. I would analyze where the person was coming from, look at their psychology understand the frame of reference and the lens that they're looking through and come back to the situation with a different perspective. And and it's not to say that I would back down or even, you know, submit, but it's to say that I would come back much more calm and clear and composed. And that's been a huge theme in my life of creating that gap and, and really consciously focusing on that and every time that i do react i'm like ah that's a good opportunity to remember that lesson right life is going to keep giving you the class till you finally get the lesson and so when you're confronted with these big challenges like life-changing challenges don't feel like you have to come to the answer right now very often people want to get to the answer quickly because they feel like once they do their anxiety will go down and being in that netherworld between the decision and the the finality it creates anxiety But in actuality, just recognize that sometimes if you create a little bit of space, you can actually come up with a better strategy. You're able to step back from the emotion, claim back a little bit of rationality, and move into that decision more calculated, weighing up all the different odds. And then that way, you make the best choice that you can. And you know what? Fundamentally, it's going to come down to this. And this is the last point that I wanted to make. Sometimes you'll step back and you'll write out a little list of pros and cons or you'll pro and con everything in your mind. But at the end of the day, sometimes you just have to flip a coin. Sometimes you will get to a point where you're at a gridlock, where you're at a, at a heads and there's nothing that you, you can't figure out a way forward without some type of detriment or you can't figure out a way forward without some type of, like I guess, aspect of your life that's going to get take a hit and in that instance sometimes you literally just have to throw it up in the air either literally with a coin or metaphorically and just make a decision right there right now after you've had some time to think and say right in the next 10 seconds i'm just going to call it and there's been many times in our life where we've been at that point where we were like holy moly man there's not a clear path forward here. There's there's asp- good aspects to one side, there's good aspects to another, or you know, I can reframe a challenge and I can see the good and the bad and I'm not sure which direction to go. And the fundamental thing I say is you just have to make a decision. Make a decision. Because if you don't, that stagnation is going to kill you. And I recognize that, and, I, and I'll leave you with this. You make a decision and it turns out to be the quote-unquote right decision, great. You make progress. You thrive from it. You grow from it, right? You grow from it. Or alternatively, you make a bad decision, quote unquote bad, and you learn. You can pivot from it. And in turn, you grow from it. Can you see here how whether you make a right decision or a bad one, fundamentally, you have the choice to grow from it if you choose that. And so when I think to myself, I have the ability to grow from it fundamentally either way. It makes making that de- those decisions much easier. I just do it because I recognize, okay, I will figure this out one way or the other, and I will learn from it one way or the other. So when it comes to 
handling and navigating challenges in your life when your world feels like it's crumbling around you. Recognize, first of all, that everyone gets it. We're all, we've all been faced with these challenges. The difference between you and where you want to be is all these things that I've mentioned here. And these, the beautiful thing about this is that these are skills that you can learn. These are skills that you can acquire, but it takes work. It takes practice. It takes being around people at a higher level than you. So make sure this week you take on board everything I said, step back, start to implement. I promise you when you do that, everything will start to change and you will recognize that all of these things that felt like they were crumbling around you were actually providing you with some amazing, amazing learning opportunities. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Veg Up podcast and don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes go live. Please leave us a review and share this on social media. Tag me. Let me know what helped you. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Let's get this information out to the world. Help me do that. And be sure to email us over at Fraser at EvolvingAlpha.com for coaching options and mentorship. Because if you want growth, it begins here, my friend.